Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for what you're doing in this place tonight. Father, I pray tonight that our answer would be yes. Let it be a yes from the smallest things to the biggest things, Father. Let it be a yes tonight. Whatever you have for us, Father, whatever you want to do in our lives, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it. We are ready, Lord. We are available, God. We know that you are going to show up. You're doing it, Lord, and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to have you remain standing for the reading of the word. Matthew 22, 36 through 40 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Father, we just thank you for the word tonight. God, I pray that you would just speak to us. Let us be open to what you have. Let it be a yes tonight, Father. In your name, amen. Amen. Woo! Dang. Worship. That's a different experience down there. Woo! It was good. Well, you may have a seat. Greet somebody before you sit down. Punch them. Say, get ready for tonight. It's about to go down. Here we go. We're in this together. <laughs> Wednesday night. Woo. This is fun. This is different, right? Everyone's like, wait a minute. What is she doing? <laughs> this is weird. It's weird for me too. I love it. <laughs> it's cool to get weird sometimes. If you don't know me, my name is Tila. I am the youth director here. Oh, someone's like, hi, Tila. <laughs> I love it. Um, I have lived in Flagstaff a little over a year now, and I love it. We love Flagstaff. Um, I am cold all the time, though, so that's different. I am a desert girl through and through. I was born and raised in Arizona, lived in the desert my whole life. So, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, born and raised. Um, I did live in Texas for a little while, so you'll probably hear that. I will say y'all a lot. Um, but yeah, I love Arizona. It is my home. Tonight we are talking about love and respect in relationships. The culture series. It's been awesome, right? I'm like, I've been coming ready every time. I'm like, this is some good stuff, you guys. I wanted to start tonight by having a little fun with everyone, kind of give you a glimpse of how my brain works. Um, if you don't know me, I wish my life was a musical, okay? So sometimes when I think of things or when I relate things, I think of music, okay, a song. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Emily. She's already like, yeah, responding to me. I love it. So what do you think of when you hear the word love? Mm, love. This is what I think of. Right? Okay. I know some of y'all are mad I didn't play Whitney. Don't. I had to pick one, okay? What do you think of when you hear the word respect? 
I think of this. Uh-huh. Have fun with it. Okay. Maybe I redeemed the Whitney thing. I think I did. This last one was a little bit harder for me, honestly. So I was like asking a few people, like before this, I was like, hey, what do you think of when you hear the word relationship? And I heard very many different answers. Um, And I picked my favorite, and this is my favorite. So when you hear the word relationship, this is what this person thought of. I thought that was fun. Listen, another person said, another one by Sedesta. I was like, we're not going there tonight. (laughs) No, don't worry. We're not talking about romantical relationships tonight. That is not in my wheelhouse um, as of right now. But (laughs) thank you for laughing. (laughs) Yeah, vulnerability. But let's be real. When we're talking about love and respect and relationship, what are the things that come to your mind? If you're someone who's really holy, you are like, I think of scripture only, and I'm like, I'm proud of you. I know you're quoting the love chapter, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. That's just the NIV version. Calm down. I know. I know. But I don't want to focus just on love tonight. I really want to focus on the word relationship. Like I said, we're not talking romantical, okay? So if we're talking about culture, if we're talking about kingdom culture, and if we're talking about relationship culture, the word relationship means so much more than we think. Not romantical. The true definition of relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, or the state of being connected. So it's part of our culture to connect with people, to have relationship with others. In Proverbs, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. In 1 Thessalonians, it says, therefore, encourage one another to build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. In Ecclesiastes, it says, two are better than one because they have good reward for their labor. In 1 Corinthians, it says, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Those are just a few scriptures talking about us being connected and having relationship. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes it's a little easier said than done. Okay? Sometimes it's hard for me to connect with people. Because let's be real, people are crazy. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like, do I need to sing the song? God is great. Beer is good. People are Okay, I got two. (laughs) Two are with me. I love it. But for real, do you guys ever people watch? Yeah. Okay, people watching is a fun pastime. You know, I knew our pastors love to people watch. Do you ever have this moment when you're people watching? You're like in the mall and you're like watching people or you're like at an amusement park or whatever and you go, oh, no, y'all need Jesus. Yes. yes, that happens quite often. Maybe you're like driving down the road and you see a really, really, really long line at Dutch Bros and you're like, why would people sit in the line for that long for an overpriced coffee? 
y'all need Jesus, right? Or maybe you're seeing people camp out in line for a deal on Black Friday. Say it with me. Y'all need Jesus. Yes. Or maybe you're a parent, and you might have had this happen, and your teenager is trying to correct you and tell you, oh, Mom, you didn't say please when you told me to clean my room. I'm like, oh, it just turned into not a cute phrase anymore. Now it turned into you better call upon the Lord before I backhand you into next week. Am I right? But outsider looking in, what are you saying? Y'all need Jesus. So what is my point? Okay, (laughs) y'all need Jesus. Thank you. I love the response. Honestly, I'm not trying to judge. I've done most of these things. I've been that person in the Black Friday line or the Dutch Bros line. But the point is, is we need Jesus. Turn to your neighbor, say, y'all need Jesus. Turn to the other neighbor and say, you need Jesus too. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know who really needs Jesus? Reality TV stars. I'm like, those people are the epitome of crazy. Can I get an amen? Okay. But you know that we still watch them because they're entertaining. <laughs> but sometimes they're fighting. Sometimes they're crying. Most of the time they're acting a fool. And I'm like, keep going, but y'all need Jesus. <laughs> because it's entertaining. But there's these moments in reality TV where if they're in a crisis, sometimes what happens is they do something that's called breaking the fourth wall. Has anyone ever heard of that? Okay, so breaking the fourth wall. It's actually a theater term, (laughs) theater. Um, And it's used in plays, TV shows. Um, It's used when the, the person who you're watching acknowledges the existence of the audience and they start to speak directly to them. So I'm not talking, this happens a lot in shows, like our favorite show, The Office. They talk to the audience a lot. But I'm not talking about The Office and how they do it. I'm specifically talking about reality TV. So if we're talking about reality TV, when they break the fourth wall, that consists of the producers, the sound guys, the camera guys, the people that are right in front of them watching their crazy And it's one of those things where you know that the sound guys, the camera guys, the producer is there. There would be no show without them. But you don't really see them until that fourth wall is broken. So like I said, most of the time it's when they're in crisis, they're freaking out, they need the producer right away because they need a situation figured out. Um, Sometimes the producer has to step in. They're the ones who break the fourth wall. And they have to save the crazy person from whatever's happening. But anytime you see the producer step in, they always know how to make things better. They work out whatever crazy situation's going on. Do you kind of see where I'm going with this? So you're the best you when you break the fourth wall. When you connect with God, when you let him in, when you acknowledge that he's there, you win. How many times do we feel like, though, we've waited too long to break the fourth wall? In my relationship with Jesus, if it's not, if my relationship with Jesus isn't good, I can tell you right now, my relationship with others, mm -mm, it is not good. So point one is connect with God. 
You have to connect with God. You have to break the fourth wall. All of my relationships start looking like a hot mess express reality TV show when I'm not spending time with the Lord. And that's just a reality. Love and respect, they go right out the window when I'm not putting my relationship with Jesus first. Breaking the fourth wall. Even Jesus spent time with the Father. He was like, y'all are crazy. I need to go (laughs) spend time with the Lord. He was a prime example of how to have love and respect and relationship, and he knew it started with the Father. So connect with God. If you're not spending time with the Lord, it will reflect when you're spending time with others. Going back to Matthew, Jesus is telling us we need relationship. When he's talking, there's kind of like a read between between the lines moment. And I love this because it seems like there's only two commandments, but there's actually more there. It's kind of like a two-for-one special. You know what I'm talking about? Like the second one is not just love your neighbor. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And I love that. The second point is connect with yourself. Connect with yourself. We have to have love and respect for ourselves to then know how to properly love others. I just recently had what I'm calling a come to Jesus moment. (laughs) Um, And it was brought to you in part by people who I've set up in my life who really love me and care about me and who can call things out in me. And um, I was going through a time where I felt like I was worthless, felt like I didn't do anything right. I felt like I didn't matter. And I felt like everyone around me was looking at me through my eyes. During this time, my relationships were suffering. People felt like they needed to walk on eggshells around me. Um, I was defensive, and I really was not pleasant to be around. That's not who I am at all. And it wasn't until I had that come to Jesus moment and for those people I have set up in my life to tell me and remind me who I was and that I wasn't acting like myself that I realized I was not in a good place. My focus was on the wrong things. I wasn't connecting with God and I definitely wasn't connecting with myself. My relationships were suffering. Love and respect, they had gone out the window. I had to come to a place where my priorities changed to be reminded how to love and allow God to speak truth over me. Because I am worthy. I am loved. I do matter. But I had to first spend time with the Father and in doing so be reminded how to love and respect myself. So I submit to you this. If you're having a hard time loving other people, maybe you have a hard time loving yourself. So connect with God, connect with ourselves, and point three, connect with people. We have to love people where they are. Um, The other day, I was at Kingdom Kids, which is my other job I do for the church, and I love it. And um, we've we've been kind of short-staffed in some of the rooms, and so um, I heard that the baby room needed help, and I was like, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> I volunteers tribute. So I walked into the baby room, and sure enough, there are all the girls have like two babies in each arm, and there was just one little guy on the floor, and he was crying. And I was like, you're mine. <laughs> and I walked over, and I scooped him up, and I took him into my arms, and I started cooing at him right away, and, um, you know, just bouncing him, and Instantly, he started to, you know, get tired. And so I was like, this is what you needed, buddy. And um, so it was good. I started bouncing him. He started falling asleep. I naturally asked the girls, because I'm not in there all the time. I don't know every baby's name. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but I asked the girls, so where, where does he sleep? Where, where can I put him in his crib? They all have different cribs with their names on it. I didn't even know his name. <laughs> um, and... They kind of all looked at each other, and they're like, oh, that one doesn't sleep in a crib. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Great. I grabbed the wrong baby. <laughs> like, I can't even put him in a crib? <laughs> what the heck? Oh, I was like, okay. So I kind of like, you know, held the baby a little bit longer and was talking to the girls. Well, they got busy doing something, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. Challenge accepted. So I walked over to his crib and um, started putting him down, and as soon as I laid him down, his eyes open, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I did what I naturally knew to do. I, you know, soothed him, made him feel safe, made him feel protected, and I did one of these woos. You know, have you ever done that with a baby? You kind of play with their face. You're like, shh. Did one of those. And after a couple minutes, he fell asleep. And I, you know, walked away slowly, walked over to the other girls, and I was like, okay, he's sleeping. And they all looked like, what? Even one went and checked because there was another baby crying. She thought it was him. And I was like, no, he's sleeping. I, had to, I crushed that. <laughs> but I realized that at some point, all of these girls picked up the notion that this baby would not sleep in his crib. And I'm not sure if even all of them experienced that firsthand or someone just told them that, but they were all under the same impression. I walked away and I, I heard this, stop letting what you know about someone dictate the way you treat them. Stop letting what you know about someone dictate the way you treat them. How many times have we pushed others away because we don't want to meet them where they are? Someone tells you so-and-so is not friendly or they're too loud or they're broken. And we treat them according to the label instead of like a person. Trust me, this was a hard reality for me to hear too. We have to be reminded that everyone has a story, but we are not called to judge them. We're not called to treat them differently. We are called to love, respect, and connect. We're called to have relationship. I'm not saying that you will connect with everyone. That's not a reality. But if you are the one who is finally able to put that baby to sleep in its crib, and you didn't do it just because someone told you to? Who loses? You? The baby? The person who told you? 
meet people where they're at. So in closing, love God first. Love yourself so that you can properly love people. If this isn't good, this is not good. And this definitely won't be good. I'm going to pray. We're going to close. Father God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for who you are, Father. God, I pray that whatever it is that you're speaking to your people tonight, whether it be breaking the fourth wall, God, and growing deeper relationship with you, whether it be loving and respecting ourselves, truly understanding and knowing who you created us to be. Or maybe you're asking us to meet that person right where they're at, Father. Whatever it is tonight, Father, I pray that the answer would be yes, that we would stop holding back, that we would stop carrying other people's ideals, that you would just move and speak, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you for speaking. Continue to speak to your people. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, this was fun. (laughs) And hopefully I can come back sometime. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead and stand with me. I'm so excited that I get to speak this declaration with you um, because it's my first time doing it live in person. So here we go. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Love you, bridge family. Have a good night. We'll see you on Sunday. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.